Welcome back to What the Fatherhood. I don't remember how I brought us in last time, Kevin. That was a long time ago. What do you want from me? I'm I'm Michael Bauer, joined by Kevin Coleman. What's up, Kevin? Hey, what's up, brother? How are we doing today? Long week. I feel like that's every week, though. Yes. Yeah. Especially for you, man. Working at a school. Well, yeah, I think, uh, you know, looking at it and trying to figure out what the hell we're going to talk about this week. I, you know, I think like I think for us, especially with everything that we do, it, it gets longer and longer. And then you have to try to figure out like, I, I don't know, like I get home. I don't know where you're how you get home, but like I go to work, you know, I got to be there by 730. I get home about 445. So I'm, I'm gone all day. I get home and then you kind of want that time. You, you, I don't know when I was, before I had kids, I got home and I got me time. I got this hangout. I watch around the horn PTI and just oh, chill. That's, that's dead now. S- sit on the couch, you know, and do that. But then you get home and then you come into, which I know is a tough thing to do. So all you single moms or moms out there, don't yell at me, like come home and, and the kids are going crazy. They're running around. You got mom pissed. Like I, I got home tonight. I'm exhausted. I have, a, I, I was talking to my grief show. I had one of the longest weeks of my life. And then my wife's like, I'm going to get my nails done by. And, and so she made dinner and then she needed to go. So she left with my, my mom and it's totally great. Cause she's letting us do this tonight. But, um, and then you're sitting there and you're just like, you're try you're so emotionally and physically exhausted for the week. And then you have to deal with these two little dimensions. And I got two kids that run around and doing those things. And so, um, it, it's very taxing. Like I'm really tired, but I think I'm more like, I'm very mentally exhausted this week, like very mentally exhausted. I don't know how to share that with people either. So like, that's the other thing. Like I, I, guys don't do that. So like, I'm just tired. You know, and part of the problem too, is I feel like an asshole when I don't want my kid because that's the reason you work to provide for your child. Yeah. But my God, I like, okay. For me, I walk in the door. I leave at my house on certain days, like depending on where we take Cora, if it's, preschool it's closer to my work if not i have to go to my in-laws house which is farther away i leave my house at 6 45 and i get home at six it's a long day yeah and then it's like i walk in she's being bad for jenna doesn't want me to give her a kiss sit on the couch why is the couch wet oh you peed on it okay great you know <laughs> it's like well, why did you pee on the couch? Well, I had to pee. Okay, well, your body trained. Like, what the fuck, man? You know what I mean? I mean, that hasn't happened in a while. No, dude, I, I get it. And it's just, like, my my day starts off. So I'm an auto mechanic, for those of you who don't know. I open the shop every morning. And there's time and time again where people are trying to harass me before I even get in the front door. Like, yeah. I have my lunchbox, my coffee mug, my water jug, and I carry a folder with me for the other podcast I do, Dynasty Rewind. We're, we're scouting right now. So I have a folder with like prospects in it and I scout these players at lunch because that's when I have time. I don't have time to do anything else really. Um, and it's like I'm doing that and I'm trying to unlock the door and I have people trying to stuff their keys in my pants or in my shirt pocket <laughs> and talk to me about their car. And then I walk in and the phone's already ringing and it's like I and then it's it's just go, go, go all day. Right. And then I get home and it's go, go, go. And then everybody goes to bed and I'm like, well, now I can work. Yes. <laughs> and you know, cause the Debbie Royale is a business just like the dynasty rewind is They're You LLC your thing, right? Yeah. 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 We're a full business. So yeah. it's, 
it's always on your mind. Like, I think one thing that like people don't get like, and especially with like, like my kids are always on my mind at work. And then at work, like I play a bunch of different roles at work. Like I was telling Mike, you know, as a teacher, like I have 150 something students. I get, I probably get 30, 40 emails a day. I get, you know, parent concerns. I get kid concerns. I get, like I was telling him pre-show too, we had a kid get stabbed at our school, like just outside our school campus after school one day this week. Um, and so then for two days, you got emotional issues like that. It's like, then you're emotionally drained and then you come home and you're emotionally drained even more because you got to deal with your own stuff. And it's hard to separate that. And your kids don't know, like, you know, like I took my kid to softball practice yesterday and I'm there with her for an hour and I'm just kind of zoning out and there's parents all around. And I'm just like, I, I'm around kids 24 seven, but I'm around like emotional stuff. Then I got like, then I'm, then I'm dealing with business stuff. Like that's supposed to be a hobby and fun. And it's turned into a business, which I, I love to do. Don't get me wrong, but like it just brings more and more responsibilities. And we're stupid because it's our fault. We did this to ourselves, but like we just bring more and more responsibilities down and it's weighing like, like I'm truly just like I'm beat down. Like this is like I've, I've never felt like this before in terms of just beaten down, but I am very beaten down just by life right now. And then it happens. You get through these rolls and hills, but like I am this week kicked my ass. I got to tell you with the whole business thing, touching back on that, there are so many times where I'm like, just thinking to myself, I'm sitting up here and I'm like, I'm fucking done. Yeah. I'll sell it. I will sell every piece of recording equipment I have except enough to do this podcast, which could be minimal. <laughs> I won't need the $600 mixer anymore. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. it's well, what are you going to do with your free time? Nothing. Yeah. Fucking nothing. That's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to do it. Dan- you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to watch TV. You know what I'm going to do? Sleep. Ever heard of it? <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, like, that's, that's the thing. I know. I go back on that all the time, dude. Like, I, I, I truly, like, I was thinking about that the other day. Like, and, and I envy people that do that. Like, I envy people because I've had some, we've had some people we've kind of in the space and content creation, they retired or whatever the hell that means, but they quit. They said, hey, I'm not going to do this like I've been doing. And you see them and you're like, man, yeah, I can't blame like, them. And, I, and I envy it. I really do because you're like, why am I doing this to get told by one, two, three, seven, you know, your mama's titties, you're a dumbass. Like, why am I doing this? Like, why am I kind of like these random content people and this stuff like that? And it just brings unnecessary drama for, you know, not enough money, definitely. And then you have all your other stuff and it's just like, where's the line? Like where, and then I don't know, I don't know if I'm crossing that line soon. Like it's getting close. It feels like it's, it's kind of tightened around me where I'm gonna have to make some pretty tough decisions. No, I get it. I like uh, the one comment that I got on one of our YouTube videos last week, we were doing, um, we we're talking about some prospects. And for those of you who don't listen to or watch football, college football, there's a Devon, a chain. He's running back for Texas A&M. And I guess someone said Devin, a chain a couple times. Yeah. And, it's like out of everything, that's what somebody, and it's, he's like, you sound out of touch. So he's like, a quick Google search would have said, and then he, you know, spells out how it's pronounced. So I took the guy's word for it. I did the quick Google search and I found out he was wrong. So I responded with, hey, took your advice, researched it, and it's actually pronounced this way. And I spelled it out for him. And then I said, so I guess we could both take the L on this one. Thank you for watching. Appreciate your support. <laughs> so I kind of took the high road, but I was kind of a dick at the same time. Like, yeah. seriously, dude, you know what I mean? Like, you don't 
fucking know me. You know how much work I put into this. And you know what, Kevin, one of the main things I want to talk to you about today, and I know you have stuff you want to talk about, but I didn't write this down. I want to, I don't want to forget about it. So this is a fucking stupid conversation starter, but it's a meme <laughs> that I saw. I love memes. I can communicate in memes exclusively, by the way, I'm pretty sure. And it, it said, um, you know, the differences between a man and a woman taking a week off and the woman taking a week off, she said, you know, I'm going to go have time with my girls. We're going to go to spa. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And the husband's like, go for it, honey. You deserve it. And then on the flip side, the husband's like, I'm taking a week off. I'm going to do this. I'm going to relax. I'm going to golf with my buddies. And the wife says, who the fuck do you think you are? We have a lot of work to get done around here. <laughs> and my God, if I ever heard such a right thing. Now, shout out to my wife. This is the only podcast I do that she listens to. She's not really like that. She will kind of gently say, hey, you've been working on spackling this wall for the last four years. When's that going to get done? <laughs> it's going to get done. All right. It's very dusty. And <laughs> clean up the $200 Barbie dream house and I'll spackle the, the chimney area. I promise. Yeah. But, but you know what? That ties into what happened to you tonight when you got home. Mm-hmm it's and it's it's like i can't catch a fucking break and i know you can't either that's why this i love doing this podcast this podcast is great mm-hmm. i gotta say and 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 my wife's great too because i wouldn't be married to her if she wasn't in terms of like letting me you know do things like that but like i think sometimes like 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 i know what i haven't done you know what i mean like so your list like they all have this list in their head like I know the list, babe. Like I made, I made it in my head. Like I know that like I need to clean the garage. I know that I have to get up on top of the roof and get the freaking toy that my kids threw up. Cause I, I knew that it's up there. I know I need to clean the gutters. I know like when you're looking at, like, I know like right now our front tree for some reason is dying. I have no idea why it's dying, but it's dying. I don't know shit about trees. I, I don't know anything about trees. So like, uh, like I'm like, all right, I got to figure that out as well. Like, okay, I'm going to do that as well. And, and like, and, and so that all adds to my stress as well. Like, and I'm trying not to stress too much. Like I, I really am. Cause my doctor told me gotta stop stressing. Cause I have high blood pressure now and I'm only 34. So like, Hey, you got to stop stressing out. So I, you add all of that. Then you add kids then you add a wife and then you add your job that I hate. And then you have all this stuff that like just adds to it. <laughs> And and it gets really overwhelmed. So then when we are not busy, you know what we do? We don't do shit. We sit on the couch. And I, I the other day, my wife walked in on me. I was just sitting with no TV on, no phone, just sitting. And she's like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, I just needed some quiet. Like, I just needed yeah. some just peace. Oh my God, and, and that's what I needed. And like, I just sat there and I just needed peace. I just wanted, like, I don't mind getting up a little early and just having peace, like, and just sitting there. And that's, and that's really where I'm at right now. Like, I just need some peace. Yeah. Uh, the other night I was up here. So I'm recording. This is my studio, I guess you can call it. Um, I'm sitting here looking at my big monitor. And the next thing I know, I wake up and I had been sleeping for over an hour. Mm-hmm. They, and I got nothing done. And I'm like, well, it's what it is, man. Like, it, yeah. You know, I was that tired. And my job, I get mental exhaustion, too, because I deal with people all day. And then yep. I get the physicality of being an auto mechanic on top of it. And sometimes, you know, some days are easy. Like today physically wasn't a bad day. I hate being on my feet all day. It's it sucks. Yeah. But um, the work I was doing today wasn't anything like crazy. Yeah. heavy duty or anything like that it was a pain in the ass but 
Yeah. And, and we, and we do that. Right. And we, and we just kind of, but I don't complain. Like I'm just like, Hey, it's a, you know, I, and I, and I, and I also like, um, and maybe I should do a better job of this. I tend to like, I don't hide details of like how bad my job is to my wife, but I also don't want to like, I don't tell her everything. Like, I don't tell her how unsafe our school is. Like, I don't tell her, like, obviously I told her about the kid getting stabbed, but like, I don't go into detail with like how they basically just told us the other day that we're not allowed to suspend kids in California anymore. Like if, if a kid is one minute really? outside their classroom, a, technically what California state law is according to ed code, if they're not in your classroom for instructional minutes, so that when you're supposed to be teaching, they count that as a suspension now. So let's say you're acting like a jack off in class about the Eagles. Right. And then you say something very bad to me and I say, Hey Bauer, just go outside, go outside and I'll come talk to you. As soon as you walk out that door, that's technically a suspension. So when you walk out that door, that's technically a suspension. And now our suspension rates are tied to our funding in this state. So now schools can't suspend kids anymore and kids know they can't get suspended. And so essentially it, it, we can't do anything about it. And so that it, that's really stressful for us because now these kids know they can get away with whatever they want. Like these kids will openly tell you to F off in class. Like, and I've had, I've had teachers that had not me because they don't, they don't freaking mess around like that with me. But in some classes at our school, like they've openly told a teacher to F off and knowing they're not going to get in trouble. So this is what we're dealing with. Like, and then that's like, that's a lot of, that's a huge stressor when you have to worry about that with kids. Now it's not like the kids know how to read. It's, Hey, is this kid going to tell me to F off? Oh, does he have a weapon? Like, this is what we're dealing with in public schools now. Yeah. That's, that's great. That's real reassuring for you. <laughs> I mean, it is. I mean, it is like my, I have a, fr I have a friend and he's one of my closer friends. We talk like four times a year. That's how close we are. Uh, but we are like, he's one of my best friends I grew up with. Um, he lives in Texas and he moved from California to Texas. And he just told me, he's like, Hey, we don't deal with that stuff here. Like I, he's like, that, he's like, we had, there's some drawbacks here. He's like, but not like that. And I said, yeah, but this is the, this is the devil we make. Yeah. The deal we made with the devil living here and getting like the money that we make and stuff like that. And it's just, it's hard. And then it goes into kids and I can't leave my job. So I can't leave my, I would love to try to do this content thing full time for a year and just see where I could go. But like my kids need health insurance. My kids need food. My kids need all of this stuff. And the only person that does it is me. And so that's a lot of pressure on me. Like I'm stuck in a job that I, I don't want to be in anymore because of not the kids, not that I don't like the job. It's like the other stuff, like the other stuff out there. Yeah. No, I get it. And, you know, I mean, with how our business is going, we're anticipating having one of our guys be full time, hopefully by this time next year. Yeah. But I just don't have the time to put into it where I can take enough to be considered full time. And I'm lucky enough that my wife is the health insurance. My wife makes more than me and she says that they want her to get this certification and she'll get another raise. Yeah. And I think I, I think I DM'd you about this. I actually figured out how much the shop made last year and how much I made just on bonuses. So I figured out my base salary and I was fucking livid. Did I DM you about that? Yeah, you did. <laughs> I was so mad when I found out what my base salary is. I'll, you know, I'll tell you, I don't care. So as today we're recording on St. Patrick's day. Um, happy St. Patrick's day or not, whatever. Um, on Tuesday, sorry, Wednesday will be the 22nd. That will be my 19-year anniversary at the shop. My base salary for 19 years, a mechanic with 19 years experience is $55,000. Wow. 
Yeah. If that doesn't make your blood boil, it should. And let me tell you this. The only reason I got my third week of vacation at 17 years of employment is because I got another job offer. And I got a, a small raise then. And I got a job. Then I got third week. I have three sick days. Three, yeah. three sick days. You know what three sick days tells me? Don't get sick. Don't, don't, don't get sick. Just come to work, which I have to do. You know what I save my sick time for when my daughter gets sick? Yeah. If I'm sick, I just go to work sick. <laughs> yeah. So what else am I going to do? You know what I mean? I don't know how much sick time you get being a teacher. Like, I don't know what they do with you guys over there. Cause you know, you have summer, like what, six weeks off or something like that. I don't know. Uh, you're going to get mad at me if I tell you how much time I get off for sick No, days. I mean, so, no, yeah. see, I don't get mad at, at other people when they, I get mad at my situation. Yeah. And I get mad that I'm applying to so many different places. I can't even get a job interview. Don't tell me nobody wants to work. I want to work. I want to work. Michael Bauer wants to come work for your fucking company. Give me an interview. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I get it. No, I get so at, at our job we get nine days off that we can use, and then it rolls over too. So like if okay. we get like so if I don't take so like right now this is my tenth year teaching. I looked the other day and I basically have I've I haven't taken very many days off. I think I have oh what is it? I think I have seventy something days saved up. So I realistically something bad happened, but we don't get so like. I think one misnomer for teachers, at least in California, is we don't get disability. So if like something was to happen to me, they could basically take my money after I run out of sick days. And then like, here's a, here's a effed up thing for us dads out there. So you know how moms get certain amount of days, you know, they could take off for the baby and do all that kind of stuff. Even though like their mom or whatever, dads, like, so I get, I can take time off when my baby is born, um, if I have a baby, but I have to use all my sick days first. So California gives you time off, but you have to use all your six days first, and then you still get 50% of your paycheck taken out. So if, even if you have it, so like they, they don't care about dads, like they don't, they don't care about that. So like realistically, like I could take all that time off, but then like, I don't even, I can't because I have so much time saved up. It doesn't matter. Um, but let's say I had nine days. That's it. I could take nine days and then they'll give me, I think it's four more weeks after that. You have to put it in though a month in advance. If you don't put it in a month in advance, you don't get it. And then they just take it 50% out of your paycheck. So this is what dads deal with as, as, as people who work in the workforce. And I, I'm assuming in like even your, your job, they're, they're like, Oh, you have a baby. That's cool. And they just say, you'll oh, see yeah. you Monday. <laughs> no, well, it's, so we had, my wife had a scheduled C-section and then her water broke a week early. Right. Mm-hmm. So I took six days off. That was it. Yeah. And at that point, I'd been at my job for 15 years. So I took a week's vacation and one sick day. And you know what? The one thing that pissed me off is like, I've been here for 15 years. That's a decade and a half. Long time. You can't throw me a week. Say, hey, you're a good employee. You've been here a long time. Take another week on me. You can't do that. Yeah. Come on, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Tell me why the richest country in the world gives nobody paid maternity leave or paid paternity leave. My wife saved her sick time and vacation time for a long time. We cut back on vacations beforehand so she could take three months off. Yeah. 
she saved yeah. all that time. It, why should it have to be like that? I, I hate that concept. It sucks. So do man. I. I absolutely. I think it's. I think it's. I. You know, that's one thing. Especially like they talk about how important a dad is in someone's life, like in the kids' life and stuff. Not giving them paid time off to be there or just be around. Like it's tough. Like we should get three months. Like let us hang out with our kids and like kind of and and help the mom and and develop that relationship with them so that we have that relationship moving forward. Like, and I get it. I don't. If you're a boomer out there listening to this, like we, I work the day after. You know, this isn't about you. This is about us right now. And like the idea is. <laughs> like we have seen a teacher i teach psychology i teach child development i do that stuff like they need their dad and they need to figure out that relationship because you know you have to have that positive male figure but even as young as zero months this is one month two months three months like they need to see you and like and it's one of those things where like i definitely there is a difference between my relationship and my wife's relationship with my kids my wife's home more like there is a huge difference when she leaves for two hours it's like it's like death nil like and they love me but like i can leave for two hours and it's just oh daddy's going to work that's what they think because i go to work all the time and so like that's what they think with my wife like today when she left to go get her nails done like you know it was like a about about a one minute freak out it's gotten better but it used to be way worse but it's like oh my mommy and it's like all right let's go to the garage and play and then they will but like it, it definitely hurts it's not easy as a dad to see that like oh well you know yeah but i'm here you know and, and they have fun with us and we do the stuff we do but it definitely hurts for sure no, I get it. And it's just, it really gets me because I could have used more time and it still shows in my relationship with my daughter today. She's so much closer to my wife and I can't hold yeah. that against anybody. It just is what it is. Yes. She's starting to come around more. She's starting to become more of a daddy's girl, which I love. And my wife loves because she doesn't have a kid hanging off her all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it, it, it's like, why? I don't need, you know, a lot of countries, they'll give you like a fucking year off. I don't want a year off. I wanted two weeks. That's all I wanted was just two weeks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, And people are like, why does a man need to be at home for two weeks? So that when the mother is being run ragged, she can rest. I can get yeah. bottles ready. I can clean up. I can make a meal for my new family, stuff like that. And what you were saying about the boomers. Yeah. Oh, I was at work the next day. Yeah. You were going to work at your union job. And you were home by four o'clock demanding your wife has dinner on the table. So I don't want to hear. You know what I mean? Like the, the, fathering now and 30 or 40 years ago is way different. Like my dad was yeah. on the tail end of the children should be seen and not heard. Like ah. part of the world. You know what I mean? Like, hey, dad, what the fuck do you want? <laughs> what are you talking yes. to me for? It's like, oh, sorry to bother you. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's still kind of like that today. Except... I did say to my dad once, and I hate to say shit like this to my parents. I have said it to both of them. Like, hey, you guys know that you're at the point in your life now where you need me more than I need you. Yeah. My parents are divorced now, but they're like, you know, separately like, what the hell does that mean? I was like, I don't need a mom. I don't need a dad. What do I need you for? Like, what? Yeah. I don't need, what do I need a mom for? Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. honestly, my mother-in-law is fucking amazing. Yeah. And this is what my wife is so lucky here. If I had to go, if my wife and daughter were not, well, my daughter can't drive. But let's say my wife wasn't here. She was out having a girl's weekend and I had to go to the hospital for some reason. If I had to call my mom, the phone would not get answered. If I called my mother-in-law and said, I need help. She'd be here as fast as she could. Mm -hmm. That's just, that's the truth, man. 
That's I think, the person she is. Yeah, like my mom is that for us. Like she'll freaking come. She lives next to us now after she retired. Like she's that woman. Like, hey, you know, like she'll take She lives next door. Now she lives across the street. Yes. So she lives um that dynamic. I'm just curious. Or do you get along well with your mom? Uh, so like I love my mom, but if she lived next door, I'd be like, oh. Um, so my mom was a single mom. So we, we have a definitely a different relationship to where like we've been around each other a lot. I will say that like it's it's tumultuous sometimes. Like it's very um we do good together, but we can't spend too much time with each other. So like there's days where she knows like, and, and, and she does help my wife out a lot and my, and my girls love her. So like, I'm very thankful for that, but you know, there's only like, I'll see her. Hey. And then my mom will leave. Like she knows, like we've been around each other enough where I really do love her, but there's times where I don't want to like, you know, this sounds bad. I know that I don't want to see her, but it's just, it, it's one of those things. It can be very tricky. Cause you don't like, th there's also like, and I think one thing my mom had to learn very early, she's the grandma. She's not the mom. And so like, that's one of those weird, like you can, you're, oh. but you also have to like, you also have to discipline them. So she struggles with discipline sometimes. And so like, I have to like, Hey, no, this is what you're doing with this girl's like that. Don't let them run you wild. Cause they will, my, my girls will definitely do that. So like, yeah, it's okay. I, I don't mind it. Um, it helps us and it helps my wife. So it's fine. Like it hasn't, it hasn't been bad. There's been some moments though, like, and she goes on vacations and she does things for her. Like, and I try to stress that for her. Like, Hey, go get live your life. Like you don't need to, like, we don't need you. Like we did this for a long time without any help. Like we know what we're doing. Like, but if you want to help, great, you know, and, and you have some fun with your grandkids and stuff like that. So like, it's tough It's at times, but it works, you know, it works for us. And, and, but we're, we're both very hot headed. So we're both Portuguese and we both mm -hmm. have like, so sometimes we run into some issues, but she knows like, Oh, I'm going to leave. Like, she's like, Hey, like she's leaving in for a week. She's going to go see my brother here pretty soon. Um, and just go hang out with him and he doesn't have kids anymore in the house and stuff like that. So like he, she, she could just do that kind of stuff and go hang out with a friend for the weekend and stuff like that. So she does that well, but it's a, it's a weird dynamic, you know, and it can be very tricky if you're, if your wife and mom don't get along, but mine do luckily. So like, it hasn't always been like that. There's been some, you know, there's been some moments, but like my wife's family, you know, um, I love them, you know, but they don't hang out with our kids. Like they don't really, really know a lot about our kids. Yeah. Like, and, and they're four hours away, but like my mom, before she moved here was four hours away. She'd come down all the time on the weekends. Like my kids probably see um, her other grandma, like, you know, three times a year. Like there's not like, you know, and then they're always like, well, you should come down here. And it's like, you know what? Traveling with two kids in a car to LA, which is like a four and that a half hour a drive. a lot of work. It sucks. It's a lot of work. And then you're parenting on the road. It's not vacationing. You're parenting on the road. And then like, it just is a pain in the ass. And it's like, if you're not going to make the effort to come up, like that's, that's kind of on you. You know what I mean? Like nothing against them. I get it. You might not want to make that effort. So I totally understand. Um, but that's, that's, it's, it's been a tough, it's been tough navigating that relationship for sure. I get that. And my cousin, Jessica, who I've gotten closer with over the, the last couple of years and her boyfriend, Mike, uh, they go to Outer Banks somewhere mm -hmm. in one of the Carolinas. I don't know. That's a that's a show, right? Outer Banks. Like that's the only thing I know from that. Sure. Um, I'd never been there to be honest with you, yeah. but they get like a big house there every summer for a week or two weeks or whatever. It depends on how much time. Mike gets a pretty good amount of time off, and Jessica could work from home, so she could just you know still do her thing. But they're like, oh, you should come down, and I was like, yeah. Well, what's the address? I just I want to look and see what the drive's like. And it was nine hours. 
Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, Cora could just sleep in the car. And I'm like, she doesn't do that. Like, our kid is not a car sleeper. So, and and you know, here's the thing at three or four years old or however old she was when they invited us, I don't want to do that to my kid. No. And it's not fun for me or my wife to be in a car with a child for that long. Like that fucking sucks. Yeah. It's not like I like, so you live in like central California, you said, right? Yeah. 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 And California is massive. People don't realize that. I think a lot of the problem is when people think California, they think LA and San Francisco, and then that's it. But there's more to it than that, from what I there's understand. A lot, everybody. <laughs> a lot more to it, yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like that's, and I'm sure driving in LA traffic is probably terrible. That's you awful. Know, I, I yeah. Oh, the, the last time we went down there, like it takes you, like, so to put on perspective for people that have never been to LA, if it's 15 miles away, it's about a 45 minute drive. That's, That's how bad true. traffic is. And so yeah. like the last time we went down there, my car, my kids get car sick. So like the last time we went down there, my youngest daughter, she threw up everywhere on the LA freeway where we're stopping, stuck and go traffic. And so I'm back, you know, you're dealing with so you little kid throwing up and doing those type of things. Like it's not just a trip. Like, yeah, I can make that trip four and a half hours. I'll bang that out easy. Like I just go and like, and I hate driving, but I'll do that. Kids will not like kids do not do that very well. And so like you're dealing with throw up and all that stuff. And it's stress on the, on the on the marriage because you're fighting with each other like oh why do we do this and you know like i can't believe we drove all the way down here just for this shit (laughs) so it's just like you know and it's tough it's super tough when you when you do that stuff so like um i don't know man it's it's a it's a challenge and family is a challenge a family is a challenge trying to like navigate that like because i'm one of those guys i don't know how you are like and and this is a detriment maybe maybe it's a fault but like when you like screw me over, I'm like, whatever. Like I, I, it is what it is. Like, I don't need to do it. But if you screw my family over, I'll never talk to you again. Like if you, if you disrespect my wife or, or my kids yeah. or, or something like yeah. that, like I'm out, like, I don't need you in my life or whatever like that. And so like, we've definitely like, it, it's been tough to navigate that. Cause my wife's a people pleaser. So like, she is like the one that does everything for the family and it bothers me because I think they take advantage of her and she knows I, I think that and, and, and it gets tough because I have to navigate that line of like, I know she loves her family, but for me, I feel like they use her and they use her kindness against her for things. And so like, I'm in the middle, you know how that works sometimes or you just sit in the middle and you're just like, uh, I don't like that, babe. Like, I'm not, I'm not a fan of that. And I've sent some messages a few times and, and they know, like I get upset with them and stuff like that. But like, it's a tough line. Cause family is just a tough thing. It is. It's it, I'm the same way. Like you can say whatever you want about me. I don't, I'm 38 years old. I'm too old to give a fuck what you really think about me. Don't say anything bad about my wife. Yes. Do not say anything bad about my little girl. That's my favorite person on the entire planet. Yeah. You know, I realize real early on that kid's never going to love me as much as I love her. And that's fine. However, I will give my life up right now for that child. And I don't care. I mean, I, I mean, I would give it up for almost anything at this point, but that, that's besides the point. Um, the, I'm the same way. And my wife is a people pleaser too. She loves mm-hmm. everybody being happy. And that comes at a detriment to her. Yes. And I tell her, she's like, oh, well, we have to do this. I'm like, say no. I can't say no. Say no. You know how people are like, why say no when it feels so good to say yes? Uh-uh. I'm the opposite. Why say yes when it feels so good to say no? Mm-hmm. Have you noticed 
how mad people get when you just say no. <laughs> yeah. Have you, you right? Oh, like, yeah. hey, I need this. No. What do you mean, no? That one word was pretty self-explanatory, if I have to say so. <laughs> they just want an explanation. And it's like, I don't have to give you one. Like, no is the answer. I can't do it. No, I'm not going to do that. You know it happens that, with kids all the time, too. That that brings me up to a topic that I've written down here. I, I want to... No, moving. People ever ask you to help them move? When I had a truck, yes, all the time. I'll pay you with pizza and beer. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> I don't want your pizza and beer. I don't want your pizza from a pizza place that I don't know anything about and six cans of warm Coors Light. I can get that shit on my own. Yeah. You know what I mean? That shit that you buy for a kid standing outside the liquor store. That's what that is. I don't need that. I can do that on my own. I have a job. I make my own money. I'm good. My 2013 Silverado does not need to be subjected to garbage <laughs> bags filled with your children's clothing. No offense, but I'm just not doing it. <laughs> yeah. just, my, my buddy Mark, who was who would have been my best man at my wedding if my cousin wasn't my best man. That's how close we are. He moved a while back. And I'll tell you what, it was a shit show. They were having a house built because they couldn't find a house that they wanted. And then they're like, well, if we build a house, it's the same price as all the houses we're looking at. So they did it. But they had to move in with his parents, with her parents for like three months. Disaster. So he's like, we're moving this day. Can you help? And I was like, yeah, I'll bring my truck. We could put some stuff in there as well. By as well, I mean, in addition to the U-Haul truck that you're certainly renting, right, Mark? No U-Haul. I said, where's the moving truck? And he points at my truck and I said, time out. What the fuck, man? I'm like, this truck is not equipped to move an entire houseload of people. Like, you can't. I was like, why didn't you rent the U-Haul? And Lindsay, his wife, was like, I told you to rent a U-Haul. And it was like, it was a whole thing. And it's like, uh-uh. And there were scratches on the truck. I'm pissed off because at the time the truck wasn't paid off yet. It's like, don't, don't do that to me. You know, like, yeah. don't. Like, oh. A buddy of mine, Johnny, he asked me recently, he's like, hey, you want to help me move? And I was like, no, I'm retired. Hire a moving company. I got a good one for you on this moving thing. Um, have you ever been asked to move and then you get there and they hadn't done packing yet? Yes. That is the most disrespectful and worst thing that you could do so like we got there and me and my buddies we got there and hey it is what it is like we show up and this is where we're adults too this isn't college stories here like we're grown-ass adults i got kids at home it was actually right before the pandemic happened like a week before everything shut down so like my buddy bought, bought a house in another town it's in another town too so it's about a 30 minute drive um i had a truck at that time and so he's like, hey, can you help me move? And he has been planning this for months, bro. Not just like, hey, I got to move next week. Like, this is a planned move. We yeah. show up and this son of a bitch was still packing stuff. Like, and not even like, like he had to unpack his refrigerator. He had still had stuff. In, he had eggs, everything in there. He is trying to pack. He's so unsheveled that he's trying to pack as we're moving things. So like, we're just literally for an hour, we just sat there. And I don't know about you, like, I'm not helping you pack things in boxes. Like no. I will lift. I'm going to lift shit. I will take beds. I will take TVs. I will do all that stuff. He had that stuff. He's still there. Like I was, I was trying to help him take, like he couldn't get the refrigerator out because he had to take off the, 
arms because it was too big of a refrigerator. And I don't know if you've ever moved a refrigerator. Like my refrigerator stank because that shit's ridiculous. I'll just go buy yeah, one. Like, I'll, I'm not moving I'll, a refrigerator. Lowe's can deliver my new refrigerator to my new house. <laughs> yes, I will take the hit. Like that's just ridiculous. And so we're trying to do this, and I'm dude. I was losing my mind, and like, and it's just like, hey, like I told my wife I'd be home at this time. You're now ruining this because I'm only making one trip now. I'm not doing two trips because you haven't moved. Like, if you ask someone to help you move, you make sure everything's there. And if I ever ask someone to help me move, which I usually don't, but if I ever did, I'd be like, hey, can you just come help me move this washer machine? Like, I don't need help with anything else, but my fat ass and my little ass cannot move this thing without breaking my back. So, like, I'm going to have this ready to go. You just show up, we'll put it in, and we're good. And, like, that's what I'll do. But, like, if you don't have it done, you are, you are an awful human being. Here's what it's like if you help me move. The week leading up, I make trips every night from old house yes. to new house. And I put as much as I can in and it goes somewhere. Where it goes, it doesn't matter. It's not your problem. You don't live there, right? Yeah. It goes somewhere. The day of, the only thing that I need help with is stuff that I can't move by myself. Yeah. And last minute things. You know, there's always last minute stuff. Like obviously your bed's still going to be there. You take the sheets off, you throw it in a laundry bag, you go. My toothbrush, don't even move it. Throw it away, get a new one. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's it. Yeah. That's how I operate. It's kind of like man code. Are, yeah, man like code. be respectful of other people's time. That's not that yes. hard. Oh, shit. There it is. That's the huge one. Just be respectful of my time. Yeah. That, you know, and man, I'll tell you what. I hate to, be, I fucking hate to be this guy, but people with kids don't understand how precious every minute of our day is. Yeah. They really don't. Like you, you don't know how much time I spend still wiping someone else's ass because they refuse to do it. <laughs> Corey, did you wipe yourself? I don't want to. I'm like, I'm not. I'm oh. like, you know what? Just, I don't like tonight. I had to put her to bed tonight. It was my night to put her to bed, which I don't mind. I actually like it because we cuddle and it's fine. But she kept moving around and like touching my arm, and it was it was weird. And I'm like, can you stop touching my arm? Close your eyes, go to sleep. I don't know how. Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. Yes. You're falling asleep on the couch downstairs. Don't fucking tell me you don't know how to go to sleep. <laughs> I th that that's the stuff that gets me. Like, dude, I'll tell you what. For those of you listening that don't have kids, kids are smarter than you think. Even at a very young age, they're very smart. They're very manipulative. They know how to work you. They know oh, yeah. which parent is the weak one, and they attack that one. Newsflash: In this relationship, it's me. Bro, you know what my daughter was doing to me? And I had no idea. And it goes back to Cora asking you to wipe her ass. So my older daughter, she's five. She can pot get potty trained. But I, she she misses a lot. So everybody out there, she'll miss some, you know, she missed a little bit of doo-doo -doo out there on her, on her potty. And, like, you got to go in there and you got to clean it up. Well, she was asking me. She, she called me. Hey, Dad, I need help. So, I you know, I go run in there from whatever I was doing and I wipe her ass. Well, the other day when my wife was home and she usually did it when my wife wasn't there. So like, I always kind of picked up on that. I'm like, why, you know, when my wife's home, she doesn't call for us. But when my wife's not home, she does call for me. And I didn't really, I'm not smart. So I didn't pick that up. So anyway, my wife is home and she calls for my wife and she's like, I'm not wiping your ass for you, Harper. You know how to do it. And then she calls for me. So I go in there and did it. And I didn't hear her say that. So I didn't hear that first part. And she's like, why did you do that for her? And I'm like, oh, she, she, she still needs help with it. And she was like, you're dumbass. No, she doesn't. She is just using you. And like, I literally, and, she, and then I looked at my daughter and she smiles at me. You know, that little smile, like of like, oh uh -huh. shit, I got oh, caught. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She did that. She manipulated my ass to think that I she needed help wiping her ass. And I was doing it for her. And then like my wife looked at me like I'm an idiot. And I 
was a hundred percent. But like, as a, like, those are the little things as a dad, they're like, I don't mind doing because it's like, Oh, it's my baby girl. But she was manipulating the fact that she's my baby girl. And I, and you, and you, and you know, you fall in these traps like all the time. I'm like, damn it. I got got, and now I don't, now I hear her. I'm like, no, you wipe your own ass. Cause you know, you could do it. And then she gets that. You know, the thing is, I bet, I bet if it was a boy, it would be different for us. Yes. And then it would be different for our wives as well, because my wife is the same way with our daughter. Now you could do it. You're, you're, you're big enough. You're a big girl. You could do it. Yeah. I guarantee it would be different if we have boys. I do not have a boy. I could only have one child. Wow. That's you it. Know. I'm done. I'm fucking done. Yeah. So if my and wife I... gets pregnant, we're going to have a conversation. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I think, I, I think it is with a boy a little bit different. I mean, I try to treat my girls. I, it's a fine line, right? Like you try to treat them like, Hey, you can do it. Like, I'd probably say you could do it more than probably my wife. Like, Hey, you can, you can kind of go this, but it's different though. Like when they get hurt or something like that, like, Hey, you'll be all right. Like I, I, I try to do that. Like my, I'm pretty good with trying to keep it like, ah, like, like that. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to baby them there, but I do do it sometimes. And I catch myself sometimes, but sometimes they deserve it. Like that's the other thing too. Like when we were growing up, we don't cry. Like, you're not allowed to cry. Like, my, like, I was not, even my mom was like, hey, you know, boys don't cry. Like, you don't do this. Like, and, and, and that's just, the, that's just what we grew up in. Now, I think it's important to like teach your kids, like, have empathy, but also like, it's okay to be upset. But I think it's important to teach them how to be upset, like screaming and like throwing yourself yeah. on the floor and doing that stuff. No, but it's okay to cry. Like, it's so, like, we did this the other day. Like my daughter was having one of those meltdowns and I like, I, I, I got to her level, which is really important as a parent. I like, get to their level. I think dads do that really well. Like get down, get to their level. And I said, Hey, you're upset. You need to breathe right now. So like take deep breaths and then let's work through this together. And let's talk out why you're upset. And even if it's like the bumble, like, and like she's trying, like, I think that's different than allowing her to like, just be upset. It's like trying to teach her how to like deal with how being upset. Cause I don't, we never got that. Like, I don't even know how, I don't even still don't know how to deal with like being upset. Men just punch holes and shit and we just run <laughs> and like, we just do things like that. Like, and I think that's where one area of as a dad I'm trying to do is like teach them how to be upset. Yeah, no, that, that I think that's a good thing to to do, and it's yeah. It was don't when it was boys don't cry. If you cried, I was referred to as my mother's daughter. You know, yeah. it's, that's how my dad was. He was not <clears throat> no compassion, no empathy. He didn't know that that wasn't his thing. Yeah, and you know, my mom wasn't a very compassionate or or empathetic. Is that is that the word empathetic person? You know, because sure. she was too fucking drunk to to really be you know, have empathy for her children. This is how it was. Yeah. My parents are flawed people. They've admitted to that. So no use, no need to hound them on it. But I just, I, I feel like I'm at the point where I learn more from people what not to do. And I just like, I saw how my parents were, when my sister and I were growing up and I'm like, I don't want that for my child. Yeah, That's well, not kid, what I want her to have. Well, kids do it too. Like kids will like my youngest daughter and you don't have two kids, but my youngest daughter sees what her older sister does. And she does, she fixes it. Like, like when mom's mad at the older sister, my youngest is like perfect angel. You could tell sit at the dinner table. She ain't saying shit. She's eating her green beans and she is not bad talking back. And like, it's funny how like they pick up on those little subtle, like, Hence, like, oh, I can't mess with mom today. Like, I, oh, I, I can't mess with dad. Like, I, I can tell. Like, so it's funny how, like, 
and it, I saw this the other day, like your first kid. And if you only have one, it's, it's the same feeling, but it, like your first kid is your trial and error kid. Like, all right, this yeah. worked. All right. This doesn't work. Like, okay. And so they, they have to, they're probably have to be a little bit more emotionally. Like you got to p- build them up a little bit. Cause you made a lot of mistakes probably with your first kid. Like you're like, Oh shit, that was not work. That didn't work. And then as it gets going, you have more experience. And so you just have to know like your first kid, like she's definitely going to have like a little bit more of a different, like, like my first kid's very emotional. Um, and that's just her. She's just a very emotional girl. My, my youngest, she's not, she's not emotional at all. Like she is like, she's not like that. So like, I think she picked up on that very early on of like how to deal with her emotions because she saw her sister and we're trying to emulate how to do that. So like, that's a good thing. But then her sister's always, the older one's always going to have kind of those a little bit more of emotional outbursts and stuff like that. Yeah. Cora has those moments too, where she's just a little, she is her mother's daughter after all. My wife is an emotional person. She'll admit that to you. That's not, you know, that's not anything new. If you know Jenna, you know she's an emotional person. It's just how she is. But yeah. um yeah, you know, it's different with boys and girls. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of What the Fatherhood. Kevin and I are going to be back in two weeks. If you want to hear anything, just drop us a line. I think we left where you can find us in there. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at RewindCEO. You can find Kevin on Twitter at Du Bois22. See you in two.